the Fantasy Six-Pack Hour. With your hosts, Joe Bob. Ah, you're awful. <laughs> and A.J. Applegar. Sin Shu Chu. It's a mouthful. All right, all right. Welcome to the Fantasy Six Pack Hour. My name is Joe Bond, founder of FantasySixPack.net. With me, back in action, Mr. AJ Applegarth. How's it going, man? I get no as usual tonight because you've probably been hoping to say it for weeks and it doesn't (laughs) happen. So (laughs) I apologize, listeners. I'm here. I'm back. All is well. And uh, yeah, ready to do this. He's not dead. We're, we're good. We're good. Not yet. <laughs> uh, we'll see. I've got a handful of beers in this cooler, so we'll see how the show goes. <laughs> AJ passes out in the middle of the show. Okay. Um, anyway, so we are looking at about nine, almost about pretty much 10 minutes left to go in this Minnesota-Pittsburgh game. We got Minnesota up 15-0. to zero. Uh, Actually, it might be 16 now. Um, Dalvin Cook. Everybody who was afraid to start him, you were wrong. <laughs> he, he's blown up. Um, he just scored. Uh, Justin Jefferson scored as well. So things are looking good for the Vikings offense. Not so good for the Steelers offense. Uh, I think they'll pick it up, though. The Vikings defense is not not that great. But anyway, uh, yeah. So tonight we're going to be talking about some, some stuff to, you know, as we're heading into playoffs here, uh, things things to be you know really thinking about going forward, and then uh, some unsuspecting league winners, some possibilities here, you know, some guys that we want to talk about that uh, you know maybe weren't on your radar as as you know as you know guys who you could rely on, but at this point in the season, man, like they're looking like they're shaping up to be kind of freebie league winners at this point. Um, but let's let's uh, let's get into things here with our. Uh, with our with our favorite product, AJ. The beer or the Manscaped? The Manscaped. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> uh, yes, Manscaped, people. Come on. We've been talking about this for a while. you got to get on board with this. It's a great promo, great products from these guys. Uh, the body wash that's out now, just it's, it's just man. I mean, that's, that's all you need. It's It's great. Uh, we've got we've got some crop mop crop mop ball wipes here. Can't forget those. Keep your boys fresh. All right. You got the the pack here that you can get with your lawnmower 4.0 package. Get some newspapers to lay out and read while you're shaving. Um, you know, got to keep your eye on the prize too. But it's good good reading. Good reading. Um, shampoo. Shampoo conditioner, all in one, also a money product. I'll tell you what, with that stuff and the body wash, I am a uh, a former Dove man, and that stuff just goes. It's like water wicks away from you. And this stuff, it's it's nice and thick. I mean, you get a couple pumps on there, and you're getting the whole body, and then some. So, much much obliged. Good product. I'm a fan. Yeah, big fan there too. Uh, just remember, guys, use that promo code F number six P two zero 
uh, for 20% off and free shipping. They make great holiday gifts, uh, you know, for, for yourself, uh, ladies, if you're listening, uh, believe me, you will not, you will not, uh, regret buying these for your man. They are, they are great. So, uh, enjoy those. Anyway, man, let's, uh, let's bring in our guest, uh, Man of the man of the hour here, Mr. JB Barry from from Razball, uh, does the fancy besties, fancy magnets. He also does uh, does some other work on the side as well. Um, he's all over the place, man. Good good guy here. He's in uh in my Scott Fish division. We uh we uh we we ran house in that division, man. It feels like, but uh, it was a tough division. Oh, and he's gone. He, I talked about Scott Fishball, and he, and he pieced out on me. He's <laughs> like, um, he was like, oh man, he brought up bad memories. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this again, great. I really didn't <laughs> want to be here, so I just jumped I, out. Real I thought bad. I thought yeah, I, I thought like, I talked about Scott <laughs> Fishball. You were mad at me, man, for uh, for stealing for stealing all your stuff. Uh, you know. I, <laughs> nah, for those, man, for I, those I, who don't remember, I I did talk about our our draft a few times and how you uh you were you were very mad at me. <laughs> very, I was you you were you were a sniper in that draft, man. <laughs> you, you and me picking back to back was dangerous for each other, and and I guess that's why we finished. Both of us finished ten and two. We both finished at the top of our division with the highest points. So well, they I were mean, thinking we were like stealing from draft. each other, like it. <laughs> would have canceled each other out at least a few times but seemed to work out well so yeah we both had the bye uh, i'm hoping my team gets gets healthy and i can take it to the house here but uh i like it's never easy it's 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 great to to be doing well so far but it means absolutely nothing at this point so far we got a long ways to go uh anyway man uh glad to have you here we got a, a good show here to get everybody ready for week 14 of the fantasy football season but let's do our beer of the week first Mm, beer. Hi, JB. What you got for us tonight? So I'm staying close to home. I'm from Long Island, New York. So I'm working with the Blue Point Ale right here. It's the Blue Point Mother Pumpkin Ale. And this is a local brewery from right here on Long Island, out east on the east end. So All I right. figured I'd give some love to the local brewery. Nice. Hey. We're big we're fans good with that. Of, we, of we, do, local we do brews. a lot of local brews, too. So we're good. Yeah. Usually um, drinking something from Maryland uh, or <laughs> something from New York. Uh, this I'm trying to think of where this one is. That's eh, not what I'm drinking anyway, so it doesn't matter. Joe, this one is a little bit to uh, make you jealous because I know you've been wanting to get your hands on some treehouse brewing. Oh, you're a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> you've been uh, gone for three weeks and then you do this to me yes i you actually are a true went jerk to treehouse and just couldn't who leave can act- so who can accidentally slip and hit the remove button for aj <laughs> nobody <laughs> take him out of the damn show no, not- fired yes, guess what uh, you're saving me jerk <laughs> uh, i'll say yeah. i'll say i i might have i might have an in on a, a new brewery that uh that has a, just a ridiculous amount of stuff. I, I picked some a new store. Tonight. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. So, All right. Whatever. Yeah. Let me know. You say um, the word, Joe, and I'll mute him. <laughs> Michael Plant. Here, mute, mute me now. I'm going to drink. <laughs> he's, been, but, <laughs> he's been filling in for you, AJ. I'll give him whatever he wants. Joe, um, Joe, won't, Joe won't hear <laughs> my. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Uh, I'm just going to talk over it. So, yeah, so I'm drinking a Commonwealth Brewing Company. It's in oh, Virginia. Yeah. Um, actually, I guess it's 
blended with the Mumford Brewing, which I kind of picked just because I like Mumford and Sons. So I was like, that's cool. I probably no relation at all, but I figured, hey, that's awesome. Uh, but it's called Scooter Mafia. It's got Strata, Citra, Sabro, and Azaka hops. And I know what three of those are. Uh, it's a double IPA. It's I'm sure it's good. I haven't had it yet, but let's find out. Survey says. That, that, that's that's damn good. That's a four and a quarter on untapped. <laughs> Easily. That's got to be way better than I'll your treehouse, man. I don't know. <laughs> it's got to be way better than your, your treehouse, AJ. Jerk. I don't know, man. Um, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> it's a full you. pint. Um, American double IPA. So 8.3. Yeah. Wow. It's good. It's good. Yeah, we we go hard, JB. You don't know that. <laughs> yeah, it seems yeah. like it. I'm sitting here with a pumpkin ale, like hey. I, I've, I've got a thirteen. <laughs> I've got a thirteen percent triple IPA and eighteen percent or triple in that is in in the fridge that I decided not to bring on the show. Maybe that's yes. one of my like favorite times of year is when pumpkin beer comes out, which now is like July. So. Yeah, no kidding. Little, it's like half the year too at this point. For pumpkin beers. Like, <laughs> I need to go get some like Christmas ales, like, though. I do what, like those. It's probably like the what? only thing I'll really pivot to. It's not even like, Halloween. IPAs. Where's all the pumpkin beer? Oh, <laughs> we, we put the Christmas ales out. Why? <laughs> you guys drink them those all Those aren't August. that good. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's move on here. Uh, so, JB, we got you know just some, just some kind of uh, potpourri topics here, questions that we want to present to you and, and discuss here. And we'll start with AJ's favorite team and the Philadelphia Eagles. And look, Jalen Hurts was out last week, and Gardner Minshew balled out, man. Now, look, I, I don't think they're going to bench Hurts for Minshew, but Why I mean, not? is there a little bit of a controversy here? And maybe like they change their game plan a little bit, maybe a little short of leash for Hurts. You know, if he struggles like he did in the game prior to him getting hurt, uh, what what's your thoughts here with that QB situation? It's tough because they are kind of still in the playoff hunt. So, you know, you don't really want to pivot from a guy who you think could be your future. You know, we think that Hertz is a better fantasy quarterback than he is a real life quarterback, but that doesn't matter to the team when they're making their decision for who's better set to win the games for them. So, Absolutely. I mean, what we saw from Minshew was great last week, but I don't know that they're quite ready to give up on Hertz yet. I think that if even his injury nags a little bit through the bye, they might say, you know what, let's rest another week. Let's get you right. Let's get you right. healthy. And if Minshew balls out again, then we might have a controversy on our hands. Yeah, I think uh, I think people who are rostering Goddard are really hoping it keeps with <laughs> yeah <laughs> with Minshew. Like, holy cow. Uh, I mean, you that's what we all Minshew, kind of expected. And then some. Minshew with, made the Zach Ertz trade look like the best move the Eagles have made in the last like 10 it years. it made sense. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah. Okay. Uh, That's what um, we all thought could happen. <laughs> well, first, first, I have to say, a uh, little, little off topic, but not, not really, because I have to, I have to give it to uh, our friend Keith and his Giants for sticking it to Philly. I, if, if I was going to make it onto the show last week. <laughs> I was literally uh, going to find a Giants hat and wear it on the show and then wow. mail it to you, Keith. Now I know um, why you were that's how much sick. That's, no, <laughs> my head hurt. I literally had an ice pick headache. 
it is a your, thing your head stuff. hurt because you were thinking yeah about because i was thinking hat. so much about <laughs> the stress that i was going to be under wearing this hat and how i wouldn't even be able to see unless oh, i got little wipers on my glasses because of the sweat coming out of my face um <laughs> but cheers keith the giants were the better team that day uh their record still sucks but um <laughs> their team still sucks but whatever <laughs> they were better than you <laughs> they were they were indeed so that's uh up. yeah um, i, I mean yeah. i don't really yeah anyway yeah, go, go ahead, AJ. So I'm, I'm gonna drink something so all right so i don't really think there's much of a controversy like i said i, I think they're still gonna you know go to hertz for the most part here um you know he's he's gotten them this far right and and yeah you know, I mean, we've seen this before with backups, and that's what Minshew really is. He still is a backup. Is he a top-tier backup? Absolutely. Um, but he's still a backup quarterback. Um, so, yeah, he had one good game. Okay, cool. Um, let's see him do it again, possibly, and, you know, see. Look, there was no tape on him with Philly, really, except for, like, what, maybe some preseason. So it's it's hard to really – have have people come out there and let's be real it was the jets so um you know let, let, let's I mean, have him go jets against making it a game well let's not <laughs> say much for you. Let's around, not say much he was defense. in the red zone i'm like well, <laughs> that's on. why i texted you like i texted you at like 1 30 or yeah, no, like 2 30 that game it. and then you saw it like the next morning and you were like, like what we won morning, and i'm like what you're you're like 12 hours delayed at this point um <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it was it was kind of weird. It's not saying much for the defense there, AJ. But uh, yeah, no, they um... on either side, the defense was horrible. I don't even think the Eagles punted the entire game. Uh, I think I, they went the entire game I'll, without punting. I'll take punting your, I'll take your word for it. Went for it on one of the fourth downs that they had or something. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, I, I agree. Minshew, obviously, you know, I've got love for the mustache, and and I love that he's on the team. I think he's a nice little spark plug that they needed um, coming off a bye. I think it'll be interesting to see if he does play. I think he has a, a high ability to ball out again because he's got a week uh, off basically to learn and practice and get timing down with these guys. Um, so that, that could help him. But long-term, I mean, we've seen what he's done long-term. He's, he's kind of had some flash in the pan moments. So I, I don't know. I, I would love for him to succeed. I don't think they're ready to give. I would that. say this, and, and, and I'll finish with this before we move on. I will say this. I kind of think that what you could see there is maybe like if Hurt starts struggling, they're going to pull pull him a little earlier. Or maybe there's some scenarios, right, where they know they have to pass. Like if they get, look, what if they get down by multiple uh, scores early? And they have to pass. Yeah. I mean, Hertz has shown has not shown that he can be relied on for that. Uh, yeah. Has he been able to come back with his legs? Sure, but I mean, Minshew, we know can throw the ball, and 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 that's going to be more reliable, in my opinion. So, I think that could be where things get interesting. Is if he starts struggling and the team gets behind, um, is like, yeah. do they pull him? Um, but I still think it's hurts going forward for the most part. Another quarterback situation, which I think is getting pretty interesting here, especially for fantasy, not so much real life, is Patty Mahomes, man. Dude, he's been bad. Um, I mean, quarterback 15 since week nine, it will, including week nine. Although mixed in there, he had a 39 point performance against the Vegas, who he happens to play this week. So maybe we'll get another blow up performance. 
But put that in perspective there. Like, he had a 39, almost 40-point fantasy game, and he's still QB 15 for a five-week stretch. That's not good. Um, He's had, you know, a bunch of low double-digit games. Do we – I mean, do we even – do we go crazy and, like, bench him if you got to your fantasy playoffs with Pat Mahomes? I don't think you could do that, man. I don't think you could do that. I mean, think about where if you have Pat Mahomes on your team, think about where you draft. Of course, you had to spend high draft capital to get him on your team, which also means you probably don't have another top tier quarterback on your team. Yeah, but most people who spend that early pick wait on their QB, too. Yeah, I I get you. But could you know, you you could argue that somebody could have, you know, maybe snatched up like a Wilson if he got dropped and maybe you can slide him in there, although he's sort of iffy, too. I mean, you know, maybe you picked up Taysom Hill type of guys like I don't know, man, like there's. I think there's an argument for it. I mean, and are look, gonna, to me at this point, draft cost is a hill over Mahomes, though. I have him right ahead of Mahomes this week. This Mahomes week has been Vegas? terrible. Hill's getting the Jets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, like, he's probably not throwing four picks against the Jets, but he could run for 100 yards and throw two touchdowns, and then he's going to have well over 20 points like he did last week. Despite yep. four picks, I mean that's that's just the thing. Like, there's something going on. I wouldn't be surprised if we hear about like an injury for Mahomes at the end of the year, and like he just wasn't reporting it. But I don't know, man. Like, to me, and you brought up the draft cost, and I totally get it. But at this point, man, it's week 14. That's a sunk cost, man. You don't even worry about that anymore. Like, you worry about who's performing for you, and he's not performing. You're right, and I only bring that up in the terms of like you probably don't have a better option than that's him. True. But you're right. Maybe you pick up a Taysom Hill or something that has a better matchup. But I just I don't think there's many quarterbacks that give you an upside that Mahomes gives you. Obviously, we know what he could do. He could throw for five touchdowns on any given day. Defenses have kind of thrown him off by playing that that soft zone, playing back, not letting them beat him over the top and and giving them the dinks and dunks. They just need to adjust to that. And, you know, I don't know why they haven't yet. Yeah, it's weird. I mean, look at this. Even if you go as far back as week seven, I, I probably should have gone back that far. If you go back far as week seven, he has seven touchdowns. Those are within three games. One was a five touchdown game. He has yep. Yep. three zero touchdown games mixed in there. I mean, it's so hard to rely on that at this point. He just Here's has the reason not why I good. won't bench him. There's one reason why I won't bench him, Joe, and it's because his matchups in Week 17 and Week 16 for the Fantasy Championship and semifinals is Pittsburgh and Cincinnati, and both of those are very beatable secondaries. I mean, Pittsburgh is is just letting Justin Jefferson run wild <laughs> and and be wide open as the only wide receiver on the team. So, <laughs> yeah, I had and Mahomes, and, and they're week. also letting Dalvin Cook score again. <laughs> <sighs> Yep. Glad I moved him yep. up to keep to RB six. I should have had him higher. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I had man. Mahomes in one league. I actually had Mahomes and CMC, and I packaged <clears throat> them in a trade and ended up getting Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Jones, and somebody else back in return. That's so solid. I looked at the schedules, and although Mahomes was struggling, he had a decent schedule. But Rodgers had a better schedule, and I thought that you know he was going to give me more upside there. So. I, I made I, that deal, but not even, if I kept Mahomes, not even, I'd be rolling him out there. Maybe not even higher upside, just like just he's safer. <laughs> I mean, you yeah. kind of just want that. Quarterbacks have been all over the place this year. I mean, Herbert's 
up here one week. He's like out. He's sky high. Then he's down here. He's all and yep. he's like QB one like type of type of noise. Brady's been kind of up and down. Like he just he's like here Fournette, you can score four this week. I'll score four next week. <laughs> Bye. And, I mean, we've had Wes have good weeks. We've had freaking Zach Wilson had a good week last week. Like what is going on? <laughs> like quarterbacks are awful this season uh, as far as like reliability. Um, when we talk to Bob Long again next week next year, AJ for. Uh, yeah, uh, consistency. It's going to be an interesting quarterback it'll, conversation. It will be. But yeah, be, if you go as far it'll back, be interesting as we to s- see how like high he was and how far he fell. It's 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 going to be interesting though too because like, like because quarterback scoring was all over the place. There's going to be quarterbacks that probably were consistent, but they really weren't the way as consistent as we wanted them to be. Like as far as like the total points. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, if you go as far back as week seven. Mahomes is QB seventeen, so he drops even farther. So still not good. Uh, it's it gets even. I mean, Mac Jones was ahead of him. Let's put it that way. He just had a three point week, a three a, a three a three passing attempt game. I mean, Tannehill's ahead of him. I mean, like it's it's not good, man. Um, so I was so stoked I, to see that output in that game because my my Scott Fish score stayed exactly the same. The guy had. Jacoby I'm trying Myers, to lose in I my dynasty nobody. league. And the like an eighteen point lead. I'm trying to lose in my dynasty league, and the guy that I'm playing, I was down by, I was up by like twelve, and the guy I was playing had Stevenson and and freaking Mac Jones. He scored like ten points instead. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. (laughs) Yeah, I'm mad. So anyway, I feel you on the. It's hard to bench Mahomes because you might not have a better options. But yeah, I mean, obviously, if you've got somebody out there, like you know, if you if you can roll out, like, look, I think Tua could be interesting hitter. You know, certain weeks too. Like he's been real good, top ten for the last half of the season. Again, like I mean, Kirk Cousins has been like a top six quarterback the last half the last few weeks of the season. Like, there's guys out there who you know you're looking at the names, you're going like, ugh. You can't look at the names sometimes. At this point in the season, you're kind of you're kind of playing DFS with your redraft as much as you can. You know, you know it's hard because you can't you don't have to pick of the litter, but you know there you can still go out there and get guys. So yeah. uh, I think that's just I don't think it's like an automatic plug and play. I think it's you really need to take it into consideration. Um, another guy, you know, another guy I want to talk about here is uh, somebody who we've talked about a lot on this show, and somebody who. I think a lot of people are kind of wondering about, and you know, the arrow is pointing straight up for this guy, but it's Elijah Moore, right? So obviously he was really, really good for the Jets. Basically, once Zach Wilson got hurt with all these backups, right? Backups of backups, and then Joe Flacco. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, so Zach Wilson comes back that first week, and Elijah Moore just disappears, and we're like, oh, okay, here we go again. But then last week he balled out. All right. So what are we are we good with Elijah Moore? Are we trusting it? Or are you still kind of on the fence because of Zach Wilson? No, I think he's the main weapon in that bad offense. So I think we kind of have to trust him because somebody has to catch passes for a team right. that's usually playing from behind. I mean, the last five games, in four of those five games, he's got at least eight targets. He's got five touchdowns. He's got at least six targets in his last seven games. So, I mean, passes are going his way, and he's a playmaker. So they realize, Robert Sala realizes what he has in this guy, and we got to get him the ball. So, I mean, 
he's a guy I've been putting in my Scott Fishbowl lineup every week, and and I'm happy I have him. Yeah, because he's he's a reliable weapon. Yeah, he really is. Uh, yeah, I mean, if you go if you if you go back as far as and and I'm looking at like half half PPR here scoring. No, actually, I'm sorry. This is standard, so I need to switch it. Uh, if you go back as far as week eight for wide receiver scoring, uh, he is he's wide receiver two. Uh, that's crazy. He's only behind Justin Jefferson. Um, now, as far as like average, is a little different. You know, some guys will blow up and don't play. And you know, Debo's ahead of him, Cops ahead of him because they play less games. So, you know, but still, Elijah Moore's like a top five guy right now, which has just been crazy. So, yeah, I mean, I feel you on the, on the, on, on the workload and you know i think finally the coaching staff figured out they got to get this guy the ball i do worry slightly with zach wilson but yeah he's he's in your lineup i feel like he's got to be at this point well they yeah, have yeah, to grow yeah. together yeah that's their future you would think so the two of them right if that's what they're banking on then they have to grow together yeah yeah i think that they need to to make that work get these growing pains out now and then in two years shit that could be scary, um, you know. And and Corey Davis obviously going on the IR, that only helps Moore's case even more, pun more. intended. Um, <laughs> I mean, welcome this, back, so, AJ. Yes, we, we <laughs> and he's back. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we talked about this team being. I, I think they were the youngest team in the NFL, just based on all of the players they had and and you know i don't want to say lacking talent lacking experience we'll say um but this this could be a, a really really good and scary team in a few years if these pieces fit and work well together and are coached well together um so i i like i like Moore's upside for sure um Speaking of uh, more jokes here, we've got Fields getting back on the field. Chicago offense <laughs> with Fields. Do we care? I mean, what are, what are we thinking here, JB? I mean, not really. I mean, he had two big games, and one of them was because he ran for over 100 yards and he scored a rushing touchdown. The other one, he almost threw for 300 yards. And I don't think either one of those are games that we can rely on him doing consistently. I just I don't know that I trust anybody in that offense. I think that Mooney is is fine as like a wide receiver three, but it come, setting your fantasy playoff lineups, I can't really trust anybody in that offense right now, including Allen Robinson. I mean, even in my dynasty league where Robinson was my wide receiver one, like I might be starting Josh Palmer over him this week. Like that's how bad uh, I, wouldn't, it is. I wouldn't blame you, man. I would not blame <laughs> you at all. You know. I'll tell you the only, the only I think the only guy you can really start with any sort of confidence is David Montgomery. I was assuming he's actually healthy if he's week. healthy. If yeah, he I mean he's he's got to get back healthy this week. But uh, it's yeah, it's it's not a great offense there. I mean, I, like if I, if our old producer Jeff Hicks was around, I think he'd be jumping on, being like, "Fire the coach!" I mean, everybody's got <laughs> everybody thinks that, right? I mean, like they've got to change he something, but apparently did. the. I, they well, we thought they almost did, and then they came out and backed them up, and it was like, what? Right. Yeah, "You guys are stupid." Idiot. Have fun. <laughs> um, Aaron Rodgers is just laughing at you, um, <laughs> but yeah, no, there's really nothing else to say here. It's kind of just, it's you're hoping for maybe a rushing floor at 
best with Justin Fields, and that's really all you can get. It's it's not pretty. The offense actually ran cleaner with Andy Dalton there, with you know at least from fantasy. Uh, aside from last week, but I mean that was a messy, sloppy, ugly game. Um, so there's really nothing you can say there with that. So next team I want to bring up here, and and look, it could totally change because we got news, you know, a few hours before the show that Mike Williams is now testing negative for COVID. But Keenan Allen is still kind of on the fence, could get cleared in time. But let's just throw it out there. If both of these guys don't play this week, Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, what do we think about Justin Herbert? Like, I mean, he has been, you know, he <laughs> as much as he has struggled, he is still, you know, at times he is still QB two on the year uh, behind Tom Brady for fantasy purposes. What do we do with Justin Herbert this week if he's missing his two best weapons outside of, obviously, Eckler? Yeah, I think you still roll him out there. And I do think Mike Williams does play. You know, Keenan Allen was the one who tested positive. Mike mm-hmm. Williams was a close contact. So as long as he tests negative, he can still play. Um, and especially because of the time frame, he actually was deemed a close contact on Monday, even though we didn't hear about it until Wednesday. So it was a yeah. weird situation. Plus, there was reports that well, he's not the... vaccinated, right. so he's going to be out longer. But that doesn't matter if you're just a close contact. So it's just it was weird mixed messaging we were getting. But I think Agreed. he does play because he was just a close contact and he hasn't tested positive. So I think that he can play. But even if he doesn't, I think Herbert's going to be fine in this matchup. I don't think they're going to need to throw a lot against the Giants with with mm-hmm. long neck quarterback, right? Like I I think they're going to be up enough that it's going to be an Eckler game. I think Herbert will be okay if he needs to throw. Obviously, he could check down to Eckler, but you know you got guys like Guyton and Palmer who are ancillary pieces, but they can get the job done. And mm-hmm. Jared Cook has played over 300 snaps yeah. out wide at wide receiver, really so they'll really be like just Jared fine Cook stepping out sits. there. Yep. Yeah, I yep. really like Jared Cook. It's like a you know cheap DFS play too. If 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 that happens, so yep. he was one of the guys I was looking at here. There's a lot of like. We were waiting for that news to kind of before I'm setting lineups because it's gonna you know move pieces with that Chargers team because I, I really like them then this week it, you know was especially value some some savings there big time but yeah I mean I'm kind of with you like I, I probably am just gonna roll them out um, where I have Herbert but I mean I'll be I'll be nervous about it I'm not gonna lie I mean you you miss two really really good receivers like that that's hard to replace so. I don't know. But Especially I mean, your target monster. Yeah. yeah. Big time. So, I don't know. AJ, you got any thoughts for this last question? No, I mean, I think I, I agree. I mean, you guys pretty much covered everything there. So, all right. So, last one here. Going back at it. We're going to start Who and finish gets... with the teams. <laughs> What's that? We're going to start and finish with your with your boys. Yeah, yeah. Welcome back. <laughs> uh, uh, so, I didn't have purpose at all, I swear. Yeah, right, right, right. Uh, <laughs> all right, so Miles Sanders. Obviously, Eagles are on by this week. Um, but, I mean, if he's going to miss some time after this week when they get back to playing, who do you think is going to get the bulk of the carries? Or bulk of the work in general, actually. I don't think he's going to miss time. You know, everything that I was reading today and hearing him talk at a press conference was, you know, 
I'm going to get right and I'm going to be back out there. And, and I think that that's the plan. I think, again, they're fighting for a playoff spot. So he's going to want to get out there and do everything in his power to be able to. And the bye came at a perfect time for him to be able to do that. So I don't think he's yeah. going to miss any time. I think from everything, what it sounds like from anybody in Philly and the player himself, I, I think he's going to be out there after the bye. So. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, the only thing you got to worry about is like he just he, it is the same ankle, you know, that, that held him out earlier this year. So like, you do worry just like if this is going to linger. Um, I mean, honestly, like I. I didn't find any news. I'd be curious. Where did you find that? He said that I can't find it. Um, but you know, I mean, Jordan Howard could be coming back too. So we could be looking at Jordan Howard. Could be looking at Boston Scott. We could be looking at Gainwell. Like there's a whole bunch of people. Like I picked up Gainwell in, in our Scott fish division just because why not? <laughs> I, you know, I figured I'd throw it out there. Like, Hey, does yeah, somebody I'm else get him ahead of you, JB? No kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> figured he'd be cheap. Gainwell. Yeah. Uh, I like. I mean, honestly, I I don't know who it would be. Like, if Sanders does miss time, I guess you would lean Jordan Howard because that's what they did last time. But I mean, Gainwell balled out this last game without anybody else around. So, yeah, but and, he did the same thing earlier this season. I know. And then this... they're like, oh wait, Jordan Howard, here you go. Yeah. Oh, Boston Scott, here you go. Gainwell, hit the showers. Yeah. Jordan Howard's paying what? the Eagles to give them carries, and it seems to work. I don't know. How it works. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't. Hey, he got himself a job. He's I'm continuing. Okay. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'd probably lean Howard to get to get the bulk of the carries if he's healthy. If not, uh, Gainwell, I suppose. It's it's sort of hit or miss. I it, I think it would yeah. be a, a hard backfield to trust. Um, it would be. Um, it's, I mean, it I mean, it's it even hard to trust when Sanders season. is healthy, even too. So yeah. who knows there? So I mean, they finally decided to actually run the ball with somebody other than Hurts. So yes. you know, and then Sanders gets injured, so it makes sense. Um, but I, I think Scott's going to be more more valuable to them in the passing game, and and Gainwell is kind of a hybrid where he's valuable in both. So I can see Howard getting more of the the rushes, and then Scott being more of the the pass guy. Uh, but Gainwell, you know, maybe Gainwell's more of the like in the red zone kind of back. You know, that can do either or. So I don't know. Hoping for Sanders. I think that's why we want Sanders back because we have no freaking clue. Exactly. (laughs) But do we really have a clue even when Sanders is there? Well, Sanders is getting the ball. (laughs) And then then he'll get five carries and piss everybody off. (laughs) And then when he doesn't, we'll be like, well, we told you he wasn't going to get the ball. Uh, Yeah. So interesting. Interesting. All right. Well, let's move it on. Yeah. So. Kind of a little fun topic, but, you know, look, we, we get this every season. We get these guys in the playoffs that we really didn't expect to do this. They become league winners. And, I, like, we all know at this point, you know, Justin Jefferson, you know, you're, you're, you know, you, you're, you know, you're Jonathan Taylor's. Those are your league winners, right? Those are your guys that are going to get you there and then win it for you. But what ultimately is going to put you over the top is these guys that you know you picked up off waivers, you traded for for cheap, right? These guys that you can can get even today in some leagues, which is crazy to say, that 
are going to put up really good numbers in the playoffs and are really coming on strong. And JB, I'm going to let you lead. Who is your number one unsuspecting league winner? All right, so you've really hit that unsuspecting part of things. So I was going to use Aaron Rodgers because he was drafted as like a back-end QB1, but I guess he's not really unsuspecting because he was still a QB1. So I guess the guy I'll go with is Devonta Freeman because this is a guy who you were getting on waivers, who was going undrafted. Now in the past three weeks, he has two 20-plus point games. He's getting the bulk of the work there. He's getting the red zone carries, which is huge. Mm. I mean, everyone worries about Lamar taking it in himself, but it's Devonta's show, and, and he's really taking over that backfield. And this is a guy who you got for next to nothing. So, I mean, there's an unsuspecting possible league winner for you as your RB2. And, uh, and and JB, just so you know, maybe this will make you feel a little bit better. You just sniped me, one of my picks, so that, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, 100% I agree with you on Devonta Freeman. He was my number yes. two pick here. I've got I've got another one unless AJ steals him from me. Um, I, but, yeah, I, I, I love that. Freeman. Like, I, I was I slightly worried about Latavius one. Murray um, coming back, but they've just, they've just, you know, gone full steam ahead with, with Freeman. And it's worked out really well. Yeah. So uh, this this may be a bit of a shock to to both of you, who I'm going to pick here. Um, but I'm going to go with Mike Davis. I don't know why, <laughs> but I'm going to go with. Mike We're all Davis. going like what? Mostly because <laughs> I picked him up last week on a whim, and he scored and did well, and I was just like, yes. I still lost my matchup by a shit ton probably, but I don't even know. But no, I mean, this is a guy that you know what you're getting with him from last year. And and he had that draft capital coming into this year. He did not live up to it at all, um, mostly because of Cordero Patterson. And him somehow figuring out that he's really, really damn good at football when he gets the ball in his hands. Um, so they keep feeding the ball, but the thing that I like about Davis is exactly what we saw last week in he's going to be the guy that's going to come in because they're going to just wear down Cordero. And if he gets stopped right before the red zone or whatnot, you know, Davis has the power to, to get it done and he can push it through. Um, Again, it could be totally way off because he's done nothing all year. But Atlanta's got a pretty favorable fantasy playoff schedule, too. So, you know, maybe they want to preserve Cordero a little bit more. And, what? and they want to <laughs> season. <laughs> sure. Why not? Um because he hasn't really played to this level. I mean, I think he's played more games this season than he probably ever has in his career combined. Um, that's probably a, an exaggeration. But, I mean, you got Carolina. You got the Niners. Okay. But then you got Detroit. And Buffalo, shit, all you need to do is run on Buffalo. Apparently. You don't need to throw the ball. Matt Ryan saw what, what Mac Jones did and was like, oh, I can do that. <laughs> I'm way older than you, Mac. I like your style. I'm not going to get injured in this game. I'm going to hand the ball off. Here you go. You guys, run the ball. So, 
I, again, it could be it could be an interesting <clears throat> take, but hey, go big or go home. It could be is an interesting word. Um, so I'm going to go with Russell Gage, and like he, this is a guy that everybody just threw away early in the season, and uh, I mean, in the last you know, since week nine, he has been RB twenty and half PPR leagues. Um, you know, he's really come and 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 that includes a goose egg, by the way. So he should be even better than that. I mean, that was just a bizarre game against Dallas where they just, the entire offense did absolutely nothing, including Russell Gage. I really liked this guy early in the season, and, you know, filling in for, you know, Julio. And then as soon as Calvin Ridley, you know, decided to step away from football for the rest of the season, uh, <clears throat> Russell Gage, you know, didn't pick it up right away, but but you know they figure things out and i think what's happening is we're getting a lot of team a lot of teams are focusing on pits and he is going he's like he's almost unstartable at this point like yep. you're only starting him because he's getting tons of volume but it's just not working right um and teams are focusing on patterson they can't stop him but that's leaving a yeah. lot of things open for gage they're looking at him go by and him. <laughs> you know you you look at you look at the targets for the for the games for russell gage since week seven, um, or I'm sorry, since week nine, we're looking at eight, and then the Dallas game mixing in. Where I got three, eight, eight, seven, and twelve last week. Um, I mean, he's not even scoring touchdowns, and he's still you know wide receiver twenty in that in that time frame. So I really like him as a you know. I mean, he's like a back end wide receiver two that you get for dirt cheap at this point. Um, so yeah, I, I really like him, and I think he's going to carry carry some teams through the playoffs that were lucky enough to snatch him up off waivers because I'm, I'm sure he was dropped everywhere. Can yeah, I give so. you a sneaky bonus one that most of our listeners could probably go and pick up right now on the waiver wire? Yeah, absolutely. We got a couple more too. So go ahead. <laughs> so Corey Clement is my sleeper dart throw right now, and it's because. We know Zeke is banged up. He's dealing with the knee that's been lingering. Tony Pollard today, we found out, has a torn plantar fascia. So if the Cowboys lock up their division, right? I mean, think about how bad that division is, right, AJ? So if they end up locking up that division earlier, they can rest these backs the last couple of weeks so that they're healthy for the playoffs. And if that's the case, you might get Corey Clement in your fantasy championship week running behind arguably the best offensive line in football. So... That could be a really sneaky little dart throw that for us. Is, right that now. is very interesting. I had not I had not dug that deep into it. That is that is fantastic. Uh, I do like that one a lot. I made sure I picked him up in Scott Fishbowl before I brought him up on this show. So yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> I was like, oh, <laughs> I've got a guy. Hold on. <laughs> you've got you've got to get that I far too, by the way, for it to matter. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which is tough to do, man. Um, yep. I've been like I've been to the conference finals a bunch, and you, I get beat out every time, so it sucks. Um, did you have any more? Or you just want us to run through ours? Well, I mean, the only other one you mentioned a little bit before is Taysom Hill. I mean, this is a guy that you talked about. People could have picked up off yeah, the waivers. Absolutely. He gets the Jets, the Bucks, Miami, and Carolina, who aren't great matchups, but they're not bad matchups mm-hmm. either. And you talked about how he put up 24 points last week, even throwing four picks. 
Yeah. So, you know, if he curbs that a little bit, he actually threw for two touchdowns, which should have been three if he didn't short on a, a 25-yard touchdown to Traquan Smith, which I had Traquan on my lineup, so I was pretty <laughs> angry about that. But, you know, I think that he has the potential, obviously, with what he brings as a dual-threat quarterback. He's not a great regular quarterback, but he's great for fantasy, and he could be a league winner for you down the stretch. Absolutely. He was for, uh, it was for what, a couple, of years, a couple of seasons ago, right? Yep. He yeah, could do it. Was, He's shown us he could do it. Uh, yeah. I think I was using him in, in one league and got the championship. I think I think I actually used him as tight end that year. That was the year where he had tight end eligibility all yep. over the place, too. Yep. And I was like, <laughs> cheat code. <laughs> that wasn't fair. Um, that has gone away. Yes. AJ, what's your next one? Uh, give us some more surprises. <laughs> uh, all right. All right. So let me let me dig into the well here and see see who I can pull out here. Uh, I mean, we talked about Mooney. I do think that he would be very valuable because he's been wide receiver twenty the last six games. Granted, A. Rob's been you know banged up and whatnot, but Mooney was a guy that I've been targeting all you know coming into this season mm-hmm. just as my my one sleeper that I was, you know, dying on the Mooney Hill at this, at this point, you know, so to speak, but you know, he had some up and down early on, but he's just really picked it up. I think that there's a, a, you know, a comfort there again. Now we're going back to fields. So maybe I'm not as high on him, but if the two of them can start getting a connection or if Nagy finally decides like, Hey, I don't want to lose my job. That guy over there is who you need to throw the ball to. Yeah. I don't care what else you do. Hand it to Demont, throw it to, to D moon and we're good. Like I might be able to have a job next year. Um, <laughs> yeah. I like that. Game. I mean, even with fields in there, he was seeing targets. They weren't, yeah, being completed as frequently, but I mean, he was seeing a lot of work. I, I think Mooney can be a sneaky, you know, play there. Uh, you know, moving forward, that you know, again, I mean, people from, liked him going into the season, but he wasn't r- drafted anywhere near what he's been doing. So yeah, uh, even I, if you're I looking do. at week nine to thirteen, I mean, he was receiver ten and yeah, in half been, PPR, really good. So yep. that's that's huge. Um, <clears throat> I think that that's that's worth looking at and and you know taking advantage of. So another another receiver that that we have here, actually right in front of Mooney, uh, in that same span nine to thirteen is Hunter Renfro. Yeah. I mean he yeah he's finally playing the type of college ball, you know stud like output that he had in the NFL Um, I mean is it because the the Raiders passing is uh, you know been kind of a shit show with injuries again and and felonies or whatever it is that Ruggs has at this point Um, sure probably but I mean Renfro's always been this guy that has been there. He's good in the slot. He knows how to run routes. He's consistent in his routes and his ability. Like he's not, he doesn't really seem to go out of his comfort zone in my mind. 
as far as I'm not going to go do something that I know that I can't. Um, you know, some guys might get lucky and do this and that, and whatever, and then make a you know an ESPN top ten, and then they may make a not top ten the next week. Uh, you're not getting that with Renfro. He he's a quality guy. Him and Carr have a good relationship, you know, on the field, and it's a it's a safety valve. And I think with Waller being banged up a little bit too this year, you know, Carr kind of had to look around and figure out who can I rely on, who can I trust, and it's Renfro. And he's had, yeah, no, he's had I, awesome games. So I've been a big fan of Renfro since college. I mean, saw him destroy ACC competition big time. Um, it, yeah. I feel like every week though, like I get questions about Renfro and like people try to talk themselves out of starting him. And I'm like, why? Like, he, especially like full PPR, nope. like, nah, just plug him in. You're fine. <laughs> he's going to yeah. catch six oh. balls. I mean, come on. He's Danny Amendola all over again. Like, and then he's West coast Cole West- Beasley. Yeah. I yeah. mean, it's, it's, yeah, it's, he's good. Like he may not score a touchdown, but he's, uh, who was the other guy for the Patriots? Um, Born? No, no. Wes Welker? Oh, Wes Welker, yeah. Yeah. Like, it's... <laughs> like, yeah. Patriots. Yeah, Denver. thank you. Like, it's just, you know, it's it's these types of receivers that, you know, like, everybody wants to, like, toss themselves out of starting them, but... Because they don't score. Or they don't guy. have that yeah. ceiling. But you're exactly. like, sometimes you just need... <laughs> sometimes sometimes everything you, came his way. Sometimes you just need, you know, that that... You know, you can rely on 12 to 15 points, and hey, if he does score, it's 20. Like... Yep. Boom. So I, I love that one. Um, another guy I've got here, and it's Van Jefferson, another guy who, you know, people probably got for cheap off the waiver wire just a few weeks ago. Robert Woods went down. Then they brought in OBJ, so people weren't really sure. I mean, this guy is just, I mean, stepped right in. I mean, he was seeing a lot of targets before that, too, but now he's seeing, like, he's seeing better targets now. Um, he's seeing a few more, and he's scoring touchdowns. Uh, so, like, again, that's where the better targets come in play. So, um, you know, he's seen nine and eight targets, seven the week before that. Uh, those are the weeks that Woods missed um, so far. So I, I think this offense is really starting to come back around. And, I mean, they've got a fairly nice playoff matchup or, or schedule, too. I mean, this week, Arizona could be tough. But, dude, then it's Seattle who just gives up yards after yard after yard. Minnesota, who usually gives up a ton of yards but who knows what's going on here tonight um Not and then their defense they've they've been a pretty solid defense this year though uh, and then baltimore who i mean they're very hit or miss but they give up a lot of yards too it feels like so i mean it's a fairly favorable playoff schedule for van jefferson and the rams and so you know i like everybody on this team but he's a guy who Nobody was really reliant. Everybody kind of liked him. And I mean, I know he was like stashed on a bunch of teams just because, um, you know, especially bye weeks. Like, sure, I'll throw it Jefferson. Maybe he'll catch a touchdown. Well, now he's the number two, in my opinion. I don't think OBJ is going to surpass him. Uh, and then my last one here is Amon Ron St. Brown. I mean, we saw last week, man, like 10 targets. That was absolutely insane. And I think yeah. this, this team obviously, uh, you know, goes through Swift and Hawkinson when those two are, are both healthy. But they gotta get Amon Ron the the ball here. They've gotta figure out what this guy can do, and he he has proved time and time again whenever they try to get him the ball that he can do it. So he's a guy who I think could you know could really be sneaky down the stretch too. Um, 
Uh, sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It was 10 catches. It was 12 targets. Uh, and I mean, talking about good playoff schedules, it gets Atlanta and Seattle in week 16 and 17. Hello. Uh, give me those. Uh, yeah. I mean, and I mean, Jack even plays. week 15, like, look, they're going to be behind against Arizona. So there's going to be lots of passing volume there. Uh, that's week 15. So if you've got to use him there. So I know week 15, 16, 17 are, are the big playoff weeks for, for most leagues. So, um, Anyway, um, just touching on Jefferson real quick before you move past it. What I love for my Jefferson shares is that I heard Sean McVay last week compare him to Robert Woods. Not that he is Robert Woods, but that he can do the things that Robert Woods did. Right. And, and I, that's and I've huge. Been, and I've been noticing that's how they've been using him in that Robert Woods role, like big time. Like he's yep. been getting, you know, Cup is still doing Cup. Like that's what he's going to do. But Woods has been, you know, He's been doing what Woods was doing, which was, you know, taking those slants and trying to just run with them, you know, getting the end arounds type of things. And, and uh, yeah. you know, that that's going to work. So, um, yeah, I like Van Jefferson big time going down the stretch. If you were lucky enough to, to snag him, I think he could easily be, you know, a league winner for you. Yeah. You know? And that, to, not talking uh, like he's going to blow off for like 30, 40 points in the playoffs for you. But, like, you're talking like you just need solid production out of some guys that you got for free. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So. Touching back on on Renfro, he's kind of like cup light. Um, and a little bit from week nine to thirteen, he was eighth in full PPR, and Cup was seventh. Yeah, so, there you go. There you go. I mean, right there. All right, man. So let's uh, let's close that out and hit up our injury talk here. And we got a lot of them this week's littered with injuries. And we'll start with the quarterbacks. And we got Joe Burrow dealing with that finger. And a knee injury. Um, he didn't practice Wednesday. It sounds like he's going to try to go. Uh, you know, he he gutted through it last week and and played pretty well. So you know, I guess it's not affecting him too much. Even though he was like cussing at, after he threw the ball on the sideline, which was interesting to watch. Uh, Andy Dalton is questionable, but it doesn't matter. Fields is going to be the starter. Uh, Danny Dimes doubtful with a neck doesn't sound, sound like he's going to play Mike Glennon uh, is looking like he's cleared he's going to practice tomorrow so that will give us the uh the go-ahead there for Mike Glennon uh possibly and then Jalen Hurts is you know on by but you know he's he's still questionable with that ankle so that's something to keep a look out for going forward uh, we got Aaron Rodgers questionable with a toe didn't practice Thursday I'm going to guess that Aaron Rodgers is probably going to play I mean at this point Aaron Rodgers probably doesn't need to practice I think he's fine um, we got Jared Goff dealing with an illness, uh, and yeah, that's it for quarterbacks. Um, running backs are here. They, we got. Are they what? still calling Aaron Rodgers' injury COVID? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's the stupidest thing ever. But I'm laughing at it. I guess so. It worked, right? It, and it, the it, first it, time I've heard that. It proves, <laughs> where have you been? Oh, that's right. Not on the show. I'm not um, here for three weeks. Remember. <laughs> God damn it, uh, Roethlisberger, you shitbag. Uh, Welcome back, AJ. Uh, so running back, <laughs> we got Austin bye. Eckler dealing with an ankle. He was limited on Wednesday. We got Saquon Barkley, questionable, limited practice today. Daryl Henderson is questionable. He's limited. Uh, I mean, he he's almost on the wrong side of questionable, in my opinion. Daryl Henderson dealing with that thigh injury, which actually held him out last week. And when you see just how well – Sonny Michelle did in his absence. JB, like, what's your thoughts here moving forward with Daryl Henderson? As you know, I mean, he was 
he was almost like just automatic start. You think he's still that now after seeing what Sonny Michelle did last week without him? Yeah, I do. I, I don't think that offense wants to run with a split backfield. I think they want to have a lead back. So if Henderson's out, then yes, yeah, Sony's going to assume that job. But I think once Henderson's back healthy, he's the guy and, and he'll be in my lineups once again. They might be cautious with him because right. this is a team that has Super Bowl aspirations. So if he is on the wrong side of questionable, yeah, roll Sony out again. He did fine. But then I think when Henderson comes back, it's it's still his job. Yeah, I, I kind of agree here. And uh, yeah. we got Joe Mixon dealing with an illness. He's questionable. He'll probably go. Uh, David Montgomery, as we mentioned before, dealing with a shoulder injury. He is questionable, so keep an eye out for that one. Uh, we got Tony Pollard, as we as we mentioned. He has the um, – oh, what was it? It was a torn – Plantar fascia. Yeah, that's, that's not good. Uh, he's a questionable game-time decision. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen there. Uh, DeAndre Swift, questionable with a shoulder. Did not practice today. We got Mark Ingram still on that COVID list. Um, uh, Tevin Coleman, concussion, has not practiced yet this week. Melvin Gordon, limited practice today, so trending in the right direction. Uh, after seeing what Javante did without Melvin Gordon, they just going to go right back to that split backfield? I think maybe it goes 60-40 instead yeah. of 50-50. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately mean, for all of us, out, I think man. it will. Yeah, I mean, he balled out, so it's yeah. That's what I mean. That's what all the Javante drafters were looking yep. for all year long, right? Yep. They were they were they were praying for that, you know. All right, we'll we'll give Melvin Gordon the first eight weeks to go, you know, maybe take sixty forty, and then it's just gonna blow up like what Jonathan Taylor did last year. Yep. Just never happened, and then he gets hurt, and you're like, see. <laughs> um, <laughs> Then we got uh, Damian Harris dealing with a hammy injury. Um, that's uh, he, they played. Um, yeah, so they played Monday night, so that's something to look out for. Uh, Alex Collins, I don't know if anybody cares. Travis Homer. Jenny McKissick, concussion, got a limited practice in, so that, that's good news for him. Um, potentially bad news for Gibson. I mean, I don't think – I mean, I think it takes a little bit away from Gibson, but, I mean, Gibson's still been, been pretty good, so I think you can roll him out. James Robinson, questionable with everything it feels like. He's, you know, he didn't practice, but I don't know. Something just tells me he's going to play because he just has been. Uh, he just needs to hold on to the damn ball. Uh, Elijah Mitchell, concussion, didn't practice today. That could be a big one. I mean, Jeff Wilson, somebody you're you're looking, or Hasty, you know, somebody you're looking to, to, to throw in your lineup if if Mitchell doesn't play. I mean, it didn't go well last time Mitchell didn't play. Let's put it that way. Yeah, and, and I don't think that I could trust Hasty. I think if Wilson's out there, then it makes it even murkier. I mean, if Wilson doesn't play, then maybe you go Hasty as the last man standing. But, I mean, look, this is a week that everybody must win for the most part, right? right? Either you're fighting for seeding or you're fighting to get into the playoffs. Mm -hmm. How are you going to trust one of those guys in your lineup when you it probably is, have it better is hard. It is, it is hard, but I will say there are lots of running back problems uh, and injuries. So you might be desperate. Uh, the only thing I would say is that, you know, maybe you could trust it a little bit more without potentially without Debo. Now he's sort of potentially coming back, but in his first game back, I wonder if they would throw him in that role and, right. and potentially, you know, get creamed. Like, you know, let's put him back at receiver guys and let him do what he does best. And, you know, I know he's good back there, but you got him hurt. So don't do that again. Uh, 
but yeah, it, it's something where I think it's only if you're in desperation mode that, that you're starting one of those guys. And then uh, Kenny Drake looking like he could be activated this week, which is uh, which is which is pretty good news there. So uh, bad really? news for James, J- bad news for uh, James Conner. Oh no, I'm sorry, not Drake is out. I was like Drake's um, out for the year, isn't who, he? No, sorry, Chase uh, Edmund. Chase Edmonds. Chase Edmonds. Sorry, that's what I meant. Yeah. yeah. Man, I like, what the? They were both on the same <laughs> team at one point, so there we go. That's why I did that. Um, yeah, Chase Edmonds is not on this list. But, uh, yeah, he is potentially coming back. Sorry, Drake is done for the year uh, and pissed about it. So, um, yeah, Chase Edmonds is somebody who, who is potentially coming back this week and could really hurt Connor's value. Connor is going to be back to baby pretty much being touchdown dependent at this point, which is what he was for the first like 10 weeks of the season. So um, yeah. that's what we got there. AJ, you want to finish up the receivers? Sure. Sure. All right. So we got DK Metcalf dealing with a foot. He did not practice Wednesday or today. Um, so keep an eye on that. Hopefully he can get some limited stuff in uh, this weekend and tomorrow. We've got, T. Higgins uh, did not practice yesterday, but he was limited today, so he's trending in the right direction. Keenan Allen, we've already mentioned, um, with uh, reserve COVID. He's day-to-day, but unlikely. Uh, Mike Williams also mentioned day-to-day, but more likely. Uh, Curtis Samuels, questionable with a groin. He was a limited practice today. Got Nico Collins with a thigh. He was limited Wednesday. Uh, not sure what he was able to do today. Um, Jarvis Landry was questionable with uh, a knee and limited practice today. Devontae Adams, uh, questionable with hamstring, limited practice today. Randall Cobb is out with a core muscle injury. He will probably be out a while um probably safe to drop in most fantasy formats i would think at this point um cooper cup is questionable with a toe injury um hope it's not the tovid uh here that's pretty brutal it's going around Um, so yeah that's a that's a that's a limited practice for him uh today uh debo was questionable with a groin and did not practice today Sterling Shepard is questionable with an ankle, limited practice today. Kadarius Tony questionable with an oblique, limited practice today. Kenny Galladay, questionable with ribs, limited practice today. This is just like today. on repeat every week. Yeah. <laughs> Giants. Um, I'm sorry, I can't really say suck at Keith. Well, yeah, I can, because, I mean, suck at Keith. Uh, Elijah Moore, <laughs> questionable with quad, limited practice today. And Julio in the jones era is questionable with a hamstring but he practiced fully wednesday so who knows yeah terrible tight ends you got hawk questionable with a hand did not practice today you got Ertz questionable limited practice today you got logan thomas back on the ir knee his season is dunzo and ricky seals jones questionable with a hip although limited practice today. So let's bump into them week 14 DFS plays. Yeah, so this is where we give you our stack and smash plays, our fades, and our value picks for the week. And uh, we just happen to have a uh, D 
DFS guru on, on hand here. He, he writes, uh, you got to remind me the name of the segment. I apologize for that. Um, you write some DFS content. No, I do the, yeah, I do a Thursday night football showdown slate article for Aaron Torres online. And I also do a DFS flash podcast, which is a quick 15 to 20 minute podcast comes out on Fridays, just nice. going over the, the Sunday slate with a couple of solid plays. It's been crushing it this year. I'm so I'm proud of it. <laughs> that's, good, man. that's cool well glad to have you here for this and uh i'll let you lead the way uh uh give us a uh a stack that you really are, are liking this week it's dallas i mean i'm all over the dallas stack this mm-hmm. week i think dak is six so i go off DraftKings pricing so dak is 6700 right. lambs at 7200 and amari cooper's only at 5900 even dalton huh. schultz at 5400 is usable i mean yeah, against the washington like- secondary Wanting to lock up that division. And I mean, it's the first time all three of these receivers have played together for a whole game and the running backs are banged up. I mean, this passing game just screams yeah. stacked to me. I, I, I agree. And I, and I wrote that one down too. Uh, I, yeah, I like it a lot. I, I like that game in general for, for fantasy. I think it's going to be pretty high scoring. I think you, you know, you could get different and, you know, especially in, in your GPPs and, and maybe throw out like a Heineke McLaurin stack and just get different with it. I mean, I know, I know Dallas, you know, likes to get turnovers, right? But they still let up plenty of yards and plenty of points yep. you know, on occasion. Yep. So I think, you know, if you want to get different, there, there's there's your way to get different with it. Um, another stack I have, and it's you know, it's kind of the obvious one, man. It's, it's Allen and Diggs. They want redemption for what happened last week, and they're going against Tampa, who's just – I mean, they're just they're getting shredded in the air most weeks, um, and so not only that, like we know they can't run. The game script's gonna say they're gonna have to pass, you know, because as as good as Buffalo's defense has been, Tampa's gonna be able to score on them, right? And so yep. they're gonna have. This is gonna be a. I would imagine it's gonna be a pretty high scoring game. So that that's a good one. It is expensive at seventy eight and eighty one hundred for for both Allen and Diggs, but you know. You could potentially throw in a Dawson Knox, which I forgot to write down the price for, but you know he he could be somebody you could throw out there as well. Um, Four thousand, uh, I think. Yeah, that's pretty cheap, actually. Five thousand, five thousand, not yeah, five thousand. Uh, yeah, let's get up that. Not bad, but no, nah, not not terrible. So, um, who's who's a guy outside of a stack that um, you're looking at and going? You've just got to start this guy. Like you've got to figure out a way to get them in their lineup. I do like Gibson coming back on the other side of that stack. Um, but McKissick might be back. I don't think he is, and Gibson has been the workhorse. But I went CEH. CEH at only 6,100. You talked about Mahomes not throwing touchdowns. It's a great matchup against Vegas, who's not good against the run. Casey should be playing with the lead, which means they should run the ball more. And CEH has actually been getting involved as a pass catcher a little bit. So I, I think he's a solid play here. Yeah, I like that. I, I I worry a little bit about that Chiefs offense just not really scoring a lot of points in general. It feels like, um, but yeah, I I could get on board with that one. So so I've got I've got a bunch of ones here. I already mentioned McLaurin, and again, you you could potentially you know kind of get a, a cheaper stack if you want to play Heineke there. Uh, but I really like McLaurin. You know, game script says you know if you want to go, you could literally do like. Dak Lamb or Dak Cooper and McLaurin and really, you know, clean up with that whole game there. Like it's going to be, for me, it's going to be high, you know, high passing all over the place. Um, obviously, you know, the, the top end running backs here, you know, the Ecklers, the Mixons, obviously he has to be healthy uh, or 
not sick, I guess. They're they're kind of oh. obvious plays. Kamara coming back, 7,900. Yep. It's kind of <clears throat> expensive, but there could be no Ingram. We know Tony Jones can't do anything, so this is Kamara all day. It's Kamara, and you want to go – you could go Taysom Hill and Kamara, honestly, and, like, just – that's going to be the entire offense. Let's be real. <laughs> so – uh, you could you could get both of those. And Spoiler alert: pretty... They're both in the DFS flash this week. Yeah, I mean Taysom Hill, fifty six hundred against the Jets. He just put yep. up twenty four fantasy points on DraftKings. Guys, fix it. Yep. It should not be that cheap. Um, <laughs> and not only does Kamara not have uh, his his main backup, but Ty Montgomery is also on COVID. Oh, I missed that one. Is too. Oh, shit, I yeah, totally that. missed that. Yeah, so I mean, Kamara's going to get Tony Jones season. Let's go. No. (laughs) Uh, And then just a couple of receivers here. Obviously, if uh, Keenan Allen misses the game, I really like Mike Williams at 6,000. And then I like Higgins over somebody I'm going to fade later is is the guy who's really becoming the better and more – the, the, just the better option in that passing attack for Cincy. Um, and he is the cheaper of the two receivers there. And you can all probably guess who I'm talking about. I'll just say it now. It's Jamar Chase. I'm fading Jamar Chase. Six, DJ I, know, I know I know. we talked about this, JB, before the show, but I just can't do it anymore, man. Chase has not been producing. Well, he almost had a touchdown last week. He I dropped it, it in the he, end zone. He also bobbled, a, he bobbled an easy one and right. gave it back to the – Give it back to the uh, the defense. So something's <laughs> going on, man. He's hit that rookie that, wall. It feels that like the thing in preseason. Everyone was talking about Chase and his bobbles and and you know hand issues and catching and this and that because the the football doesn't have white lines on it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, give me a fucking break. The guy proved that shit wrong very easily throughout the majority of the season. I I'm a big Higgins fan and have been, um, you know, he's got one more year in the NFL under his belt than chase, but chase has college career with, uh, with Burrow. So, you know, I think they're both great plays regardless of, of where you go with it. Um, I I think chase is going to get back to, to where he was and, and, you know, remember how to find the ball without the white stripes. So I was going to say this and because DK is full point P uh, full PPR since week nine. Um, computer's refreshing. Come on computer. Jeez. Higgins is wide receiver 11 and chase uh, 41. You're gonna you're gonna you're gonna pay that price for wide receiver forty one and just pray it works all of a sudden. I don't know. I'm I'm off of it. I I, need I just to feel it. like Burrow's gonna want to get his guy right if they're shooting for the playoffs. And he's under seven thousand for the first time since his blow up game in week seven. So it's sixty nine hundred to get to a two and a half times return. It, it's not that much from him, and he could definitely get there. I mean, Higgins is still cheaper. At six, Higgins is still cheaper at sixty four hundred. Give me that. Over Chase, who hasn't been doing a damn thing for the last five weeks. So, nah, I'm Law off. Love averages. I think things return to the mean. I look. You could be right. I mean, I, I'm not <laughs> saying I'm, I'm totally guy. right, but I just, I'm I just, a Higgins guy. I mean, I just, I just, I, fi- I'm finding hard to do it. So, who is a fade of yours then, JB? Who you got? 
So I have two. One of them is going to be Chuba Hubbard because I think that they're going to be winning. I think there's that cam factor of vulturing a touchdown. We know cam is, is greedy as hell. So, you know, he don't care about getting anybody else involved as long as he gets to show off in the end zone. And then there's Amir Abdullah, who's actually been getting the same kind of work. I feel like he's the, the passing down back or, or the pass catching back. So I think that tube is a guy who I might fade this week and a high end fade for me is TJ Hawkinson. I don't know that Detroit scores a touchdown this week. And he gets the Justin Simmons matchup, who's probably the best safety against tight ends. So I am going to be fading Hawkinson this week. Interesting. Yeah, I don't. I don't hate that. <laughs> I don't. I haven't been going after the high, the high end tight ends anyway. There's just been, they haven't really been doing what we hoped they would be doing this year. I mean, even Kelsey, to be honest, um, and they're not worth the price tag. Like Kelsey last year was like an automatic play. It felt like him and Waller were just yeah. like, I'm just using one of them and I'm good. And then just move on to the rest of my lineup this year. I'm like, eh, let's see what else is out there. Oh, this guy. Yeah, sure. I'll, I'll use him. Uh, yeah. So I, I feel you. like I'm not, I'm not, I'm not paying up for the tight ends anyway. Uh, um, another, dang it. Somebody from, uh, this guy destroyed. Yeah. just got lit up. <laughs> oh man. He should have uh, had that touchdown too. He had the he ball can't. and then he, he just got it. lit up. I mean, it was I right mean, there. Hey. It's Patrick's like fucking Roethlisberger. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, watch Dalvin Cook's gonna get another one here. Yep. yep. Um, Mahomes is is a guy who I mean, it probably doesn't surprise you for me to say I'm gonna fade Mahomes here. He's the most expensive quarterback on the slate, and I get it, man. It's Vegas, and it is, it is the team he destroyed, you know, three weeks ago. Uh, I just, I don't know, man. I think there's just other ways to go than, than playing Mahomes at this point and just hoping he can do something even close to that again. Cause he just, he hasn't done it for the, you know, probably about half the season at this point. Um, so I'd rather pay quarterback pricing elsewhere than, than that. And then, uh, Pollard, you know, I, I t- even if he does somehow play this game, no way at 6,400, there's no chance I, I, I risk that. Um, I know Paula has been, been playing well the last few weeks, but there's, there's no way you can risk 6,400 on a guy who has a torn plantar fasciitis. This is no way. So, uh, all right. Give me a, a value play of yours, JB. So my dart throw, my favorite dart throw is Donovan Peoples Jones at 3,900 this week. Right. He's playing the Baltimore secondary that's completely banged up. Marlon Humphrey's out for the season. I mean, when they were questioning Harbaugh on his decision to go for two last week, his answer was, I don't have any corners left. So we had yeah. to try to win the game. So, I mean, if, as long as Baker can get the ball downfield, I can see DPJ scoring a long touchdown for us and paying off that $3,900 salary easily. I don't. I don't hate that. I, li- I like that one. Um, so a couple here that I that I wrote down is uh, obviously there's a, a lot of, and this is where I was talking about like there's going to be a lot of a lot of changing of decisions based on who's healthy for the Chargers, right? Uh, but if Williams and Allen are both out, the guy I want is Jalen Guyton. Uh, but I mean, you could really go with almost any of these receivers for the uh for the chargers after that i mean palmer guyton 34 palmer's 3000 i mean palmer's a big play like total dart throw type of guy uh guyton i feel like could you know could be more of the the target you know he's going to see more targets than anybody else so he's maybe a little safer but palmer could just take 
you know, take the roof off and just go over top of people and just catch a long deep one and hit value easily. Uh, but Don't I like forget about guys. Jared Cook at thirty two hundred. Also, He's right, and so I, right, and so I, I do like that one you for sure. Stack that whole Honestly, thing. I like that one even if only Mike Williams plays. Like I, you could play exactly. Any of That's these where guys. I like him. And so, yep. like I, I like these guys anyway. Like even if only one of them plays. Now, if both play, obviously, I think they're all off the table. You don't worry about them. It's going to be Eckler, Williams, and and Allen, and that's just how it goes. And you just ignore everybody else. But I think, you know, you got to wait for the injury news to come out. This is why you don't make your lineup till Sunday morning. And you just, you know, you, you, you pivot to these other guys and just save value and then go pay up for, you know, you know, you go pay up for these high end uh, running backs like Austin Eckler, you know, type of thing who are like the most high priced guys. But that's going to give you the flexibility to go get multiple of those players. And especially in cash, you're going to clean up. Yeah. Um, the last value play I have, and a little more expensive, but uh, I like Westbrook at Kenine, uh, Tennessee, 4,500. Even if Julio is back, um, I mean, it's against the Jags. They're they're not good, so just uh, you know, he's gonna see, he's gonna see the volume. You know what what there is of it. I suppose uh, there's not a ton of volume in this passing attack right now, but you know, I mean, he he has seen six and eight targets the last couple weeks. You know, a couple weeks ago against Houston, caught seven for 107 yards. Even, you know, last week he ended up catching two. Thankfully, one went for the end zone because that was it. Uh, and, I mean, that was against that was against New England. And so they, they just obviously, you know, they, they took everybody away. They just dominated that game. But, you know, he is more just he's the he's the only thing they've got. Even even with Julio, like I mean, who knows? Julio could go on the field for for ten plays and pull a hamstring again because that's just what he's been doing. Yep. So it's it's Westbrook again, and like it's it's a, it's not a total punt. It's not the three thousand dollar range like what you and me said with the other guys that we mentioned, but it's still pretty good value play in there, in my opinion. Yeah. So, um, all right, man, that's that's it for our show. Uh, Want to thank you for coming on, and uh, before we let you go, just uh. Remind everybody where they can find you and, and what you got going on the rest of the season. Yeah, I mean, you can find me on Twitter at FantasyCoachJB. You can find my written work at Razbull and Aaron Torres Online. I do the DFS Flash podcast on Aaron Torres Online and the Fantasy Besties podcast on Monday nights. Um, that's a great group. AJ, you know us all. We formed from the same oh, group yeah. from the 102s last year. Um, I'm, I appreciate you guys having me on, man. It was great to chop it up with you. Obviously, I've been interacting with the two of you guys for a while now. And I mean, look, when Joe wins Scott Fishbowl, like I said, he would six <laughs> months ago. I can say it, I shared. I said it six months ago, bro. I've been saying it all year. So I, I'm sticking with it, bro. I'm, I'm happy to be on the show with the future Scott Fishbowl champion. I'm not. I'm not going to get my trophy smack trophy from Thank the uh, fantasy. Thank you. Thank you. I'm very excited to wear this crown after two seasons of absolute dog shit, and uh, going into this week with a current negative seven point two eight. Nice. Thanks, Big Ben. It's fine. It's fine. I ain't worried. I ain't worried about it. That's cool. I uh, Dontrell not... Hilliard season. Dontrell uh, Hilliard. You know whatever. Yikes. Yeah. I'm not going to get my trophy smack trophy from the uh, Fantasy Pros ECR this year. I'm, I'm too far out of it. I'd have to have a miracle comeback to get into the top five this year for that. But uh, Get on it. Hey, fuck? Scott Fish gives that, you know, the winner. They get a trophy smack trophy, so maybe I'll get That's one. <laughs> there you go. That would be yeah. pretty nice. 
Those guys, those guys loved me at the expo because I brought my trophies with, and they were like two booths down. The dude was like, "Yes!" They were awesome. <laughs> he was so funny. He's a hype man, dude. He's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right, JB, want to thank you for coming on, and uh, we will have to do it again soon, man. Absolutely, man. Thanks again, awesome. guys. Thanks. All right. Peace. All right. So yeah, this game is a complete, as you are mentioning, AJ. This the Steelers did not show up and play, and I, dude. I'm going to kill myself if I. Uh, well, not. Yeah, I should have played Minnesota's defense and I, 18 apparently. points that are sitting on my bench in uh, Crab Cake League, where I need to lock up a playoff spot. Wow, I mean, did they just get a pick? Is that what it is? Ooh. Yeah, I uh, I don't remember who I picked for this game in our fantasy six pack pick'em group, but I have a bad feeling I picked. I picked the Steelers. I don't really know why. I don't. Well, that I, that's my thing. Like, oh, please catch that. Get me positive points. Oh, you son of a bitch. Oh, that's no. the play you were just talking about because you're like three plays ahead of me. I'm sorry. Do better. <laughs> it wasn't. <laughs> oh, mother. What is going on here with my stupid ass? Mm, okay. Anyway, um, I mean, I, I love seeing Minnesota win. Um, said it before. I'll say it again. My cousin plays on their team. Shout out Dan Chisena. Oh, uh, no, I I did. So, I, dude, I'm stoked. I, I want to, uh, I'd love to see them win. And uh, I'd love to see Pittsburgh lose, actually. Um, and not because I'm like a Ravens diehard or anything. I just... Yeah, I just think it's fun watching Pittsburgh lose. I don't know what's um, going on with my app right now, but it is not telling me who I picked. It's being really stupid right now, so I'm just going to go on the uh, site here. Yeah. Nobody cares. So let's just finish this out, man. And, uh, yeah, I want to thank everybody for watching. JB was great Oof. this week. And, uh, yeah, let's, uh, good luck to everybody who's not playing me in, in week 14. See you. Cheers.